0: Hi, and welcome back to a podcast above a convenience store talking Twin Peaks. I'm Jill Fremming from the Joe Down. With me, as always, is Paul Muadib. Hello, Paul. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh, if you if you get that, then you'll know we're talking about uh, Twin Peaks: The Return, Part Three, Call for Help, and. Oh, boy, is this an interesting episode. Uh, what are your initial thoughts on this, Paul? Because I definitely have some.
1: I have some as well. I love this episode. Um, there is so much symbolism and <laughs> metaphors happening and just general Lynchian weirdness that I was so excited because I knew this one was coming, Man, I haven't seen it for a long time, but I kn- remembered... That there was this episode that was like this, and this is the one where I started to feel like now we're getting into the Twin Peaksy stuff.
0: Yeah, we're also getting into the spiritual cousin of Eraserhead.
1: Oh, yeah, holy, holy shit! God. Yeah, we are.
0: Uh, this is probably the most Eraserhead Lynch has ever gotten since Eraserhead. <laughs> Yes. And he saved it, saved it, for Twin Peaks, the much anticipated return of his most commercially successful project. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, there's a lot of callbacks to uh, to Eraserhead in this, uh, which I adored.
0: Yes. So uh, this uh, let's let's get into this, Paul, because it pretty much picks up where right when the uh, last episode ended. Uh, Cooper is falling through space after the. The Lodges are going through uh, chaos because of Bob's uh, fuckery. Fuckery, yep. yep. Uh, and he ends up falling into some weird purple smoke blob. Yep. This is going to be really weird to describe because it feels like we're describing an acid trip. <laughs> it's very much. But yeah, it, picture it like
1: a, it's a purple blob, but picture it like a purple ocean where he's in this floating space. Uh, on a what looks like to be kind of a balcony and you know you got this ocean but it's in the universe so it's like a purple um nebula of some sort or space gas <laughs>
0: yeah. this is uh this is a weird uh, I don't know what to really to call this this seems like uh because this is not the Black lodge or the white Lodge anymore this is almost like like maybe like a purgatoryish place or I think this is where Chet Desmond went to.
1: (laughs) I think this is, yeah, I think this is where um, Wyndham Earl ended up. um, Or he wasn't fucking destroyed by Bob, which he was. But this is where you go when you go. And this is, I'm sorry, Philip Jeffries. Because we will get into that when it happens. I don't want to give too many spoilers. But Jeffries is, we'll find out, is in this area as well. I think this is where you go
0: yeah and uh, it, it's weird. this building's like an industrial building. and again, this is like where this is like purplish hue version of a razor head, like mm-hmm. razor a very industrial, like pittsburghian, you know, like place. and this is, it seems like where Cooper is amongst this giant purple ocean.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: man, that that purple cush, man. cool. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess like I'm at a fucking fish concert. <laughs> Pretty much but, uh, Yeah. Uh yeah, but yeah, he's on this balcony, he finds this uh window, he, mm-hmm. which he goes through, and we meet uh NATO.
1: We meet uh, NATO for the first time.
0: NATO uh is a woman, uh, she her eyes are there's like oh. patches of skin over her eyes that are sewn. I, again, this feels such a eraser head to me. Very much, and, uh, and the movements that are going on between them. And uh, if if you uh, if you haven't noticed, NATO, uh, there is uh, a hint in her name alone.
1: <laughs> there is a hint in her name alone, and we'll leave that where that is for now, because everyone was lost when when we when they went through. This. Yeah. No one knew. know it's it
0: so there. obvious, like oh, <laughs> right, right. Yes. But uh yeah, so there's a fireplace NATO is there and it's like everything's like really super glitchy and I love it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: he uses <laughs> the same shot like there's the one where it's it's Cooper spacing at Cooper and his head's moving towards Nadio and back to the door and he reuses this this shot over and over when there's the pounding on the door and it comes off as you know like amateurish but you know it would but the way he does it, it makes it really anxiety ridden.
0: Yeah, he sets it. He, he sets up anxiety really well. David Lynch does. Mm-hmm. Uh, that pounding because it's just incessant. It's just not stopping, uh, mm-hmm. and it's freaking NATO out. And we don't know what's going on. And Cooper looks worried too. Uh, it really amps it up. Uh, it's just the way he he films it and then edits it together. He just does something that would probably not work for other <laughs> filmmakers. David Lynch finds a way to make it work for himself.
1: Yeah, he is a he is he is a drummer of his own beat, and by God, he makes it work.
0: Yeah, so he's he like made- that guy
1: who, like, you know, you look at that shirt in the mall, and you go, "Who the fuck could ever wear that shirt?" And then the one guy comes in, you go, uh, "Yeah, that asshole,"
0: <laughs> 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 and he makes it work. <laughs> oh, it, it's, it, yeah, and like the. Ex- the anxiety's ratcheting up, because we're just like, okay, we've never seen this before. Uh, and uh, Nato keeps trying to shush him quiet yep. down. Yep, she keeps shushing him, and they keep kind
1: of going back and forth in time.
0: Yeah, and then uh, Cooper sees what I'm going to... This is going to be the technical term, uh, doodad on the wall. Yes. <laughs> as a number 15 on it. Mm-hmm. It's in the exact same font as the 6 that's on the... Telephone poll from Firewalk with me. This is what I'm imagining either are timelines or portals.
1: I'm thinking it's portals.
0: I am too. Because yep. uh, NATO does not want him to go get near the number 15. Nope. Number 15, just kind of jump ahead. I I don't know where it goes, but I, it, I think it, it's somewhere. <laughs> she obviously doesn't want him to go into it. I think it might be something that either to Mr. C or something else.
1: See, now this is, this is what I'm, okay. So I, I, I actually did a little bit of research before this episode because I was catching numerology and I wasn't, it's been a long time, um, probably since middle school when we were in South that I really fucked around with numerology. It's been a long time, um, and the thing is is that when you look there's a couple things going on with the 15. Um, But in the world of of numerology it is a a higher number and it's but it's not it's really interesting because the three is also an important number it's represents it's what they consider the first truly odd number not one but three because it's the one that has the beginning middle and end where 15 is a higher number But it doesn't have any. um, It's some. uh, It's kind of the number for all. So while the fifteen isn't nearly uh, as powerful as the three, it doesn't mean it's without religious meaning and being towards like uh, uh, a godly number. Yep. (laughs) 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 Yes, I just took you on a ride of numerology right there, buddy.
0: Yeah, well, uh what do you think that, that what what where do you think that portal would have led then?
1: I think that portal would have led to the doppelganger, to Mr. C. Um, but not in the way that he was supposed to. Um yes. I, I think it would have gone in the wrong way. Yeah, and this, Cooper that... would have been susceptible to him.
0: Yeah. Or something. We don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> There's like so many things that they could lead him like another timeline it could have led them to for all I know given this show mm-hmm. yeah absolutely absolutely I mean we know the six
1: we know you know we know where the three goes we but I think thats this is one of those mysteries of 15 is a powerful number we can assume it goes to the the, the mr C but it could have gone to J- Jowde. or I mean that might have been where Philip ended up
0: or it could be right to Jeffries himself, which it, yep. I think at this point uh, Cooper should not be heading towards Philip Jeffries, considering another the doppelgangers. That's where he's heading to. <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, the 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 three represents. I know the three represents Cooper and kind of his thought and kind of the number three being everything or being an all-encompassing number, and 15 is a, is a higher number. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's fucked up.
0: We also have three Coopers in this episode, too.
1: We do have three <laughs> Coopers in this episode as well. And but, the th- and when it comes back to the three and the one five, that also has another meaning in it as well.
0: Yes. Uh, so what happens next is NATO leads Cooper to a, a ladder. A ladder? Then, <laughs> something. It's a... okay
1: the best visual representation i can give on how this looks is that smashing pumpkins uh video for tonight tonight that is like if you're wondering how like what we're trying to explain you picture people moving in in that style
0: (laughs) yeah uh where they uh they climb up and through a door and they are in outer space and there's a giant bell looking thing we'll see this Something similar to this, uh, at least two more times from my memory. Yep. Uh, uh, so it, this has significance. Uh, so what, uh, yeah, so NATO, uh, she's walking around and she pulls a switch and she's launched into space. She's <sighs> launched the fuck off. We know where she ends up, though. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> but that's another one. Like that's a that's that's a whole episode from now. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's like 12, 13 episodes from now. Yep.
0: And then uh, we get uh, one of the most blatant uh, references to Eraserhead is Briggs's head floating by, and it says "Blue Rose." <laughs> uh, Blue this is this is uh, yeah. There's that scene in Eraserhead where Henry's head floats through space a lot like this scene. <laughs> that's why I. Yeah, this is the eraserhead episode. Like this, this whole return feels like it's a culmination of everything Lynch has done.
1: (laughs) I really think this is his swan song. I don't think he's gonna do another real movie. I don't think we're or or, a giant project like this. I just don't think we're gonna see it.
0: I don't. He's so up there in age, and I think he's happier just doing small, like you know, short films and his paintings and his
1: and his YouTube uh, channel.
0: his, his weather channel. <laughs> his weather channel.
1: I think he loves the shit out of that. So yeah, I'm with you on that, Joe.
0: Yeah. And so then Cooper comes back down. The doodad now says number three on it.
1: And things have settled down. It's no things longer Things have settled crazy. down.
0: And somebody who is credited <laughs> right. as American Girl, it's none other than Renette Pulaski. It's Ronette Pulaski. Yeah, it's Renette Pulaski. Yeah. Uh, she's credited as American Girl, so I... It's either her soul or whatever. It's just unmistakable. It's the same actress.
1: Yeah, I I think it's more, if I may. um shows that even though she was never in the lodge and wasn't connected, if because she was there and like when you, people get involved with anything with the lodge, we talked about this in Secret Secret History, you get fucked up Andrew and you're kind of
0: you, yeah, everybody s- was. With-
1: yeah, so I think that I think it is her, but like she's all fucked up because of the lodge.
0: And uh, I do love she has a digital watch in this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, I I think I caught it, but you probably did. Does it say two fifty three?
1: Says two fifty three.
0: Yes. Uh, again, back with the numbers. What do they all mean? Uh, I think this is Lynch fucking with us a little bit because uh, yeah, before he started, uh, before this aired, he was like, look at the donut, not the hole. But he's giving yes. us all these red herrings to uh, donut holes.
1: Well, and the thing is, is that, um, it, the, okay.
0: Or was 250 a.m. when? And forward. 253
1: is actually the area code for the area of Washington that Twin Peaks supposedly takes place. Oh, really? Yeah, it's the yeah, 253 is the area code in Sanmoye, Co, Waqqalmi, Washington. Yep. Uh,
0: and so we get, he's, <laughs> he's drawn to the doodad. Uh, then we get a, we just get a quick glimpse at Mr. C driving his sweet, sweet ride. <laughs> he's, he's getting all just combobulated because he's supposed to go back to the fucking lodge. <laughs>
1: And yes, and he is getting fucked up and he's driving that car very erratically.
0: And then it goes back and Cooper tries to touch the doodad and he gets kind of like a little shock. Uh, And then the American girl says, when you get there, you will already be there. And then he, uh, you better hurry. And he gets kind of starts getting kind of sucked into this thing. Mm -hmm. But she also says, my mother's coming, which I think is Judy. I think Judy, I think
1: that's Judy as well. Yep. You and I are in agreement with that. That's Judy coming to fuck yep. him up.
0: I think Judy exists. Uh, I mean, we brought it up already. I think uh, Judy exists and Sarah Palmer. I think she, unlike Bob, she can come and go as well.
1: She could. Yeah. And she's, she, far she was just far. there
0: because Laura was the one. Yep. So yep. it shocks him. He starts gets this goofy look on his face. And this is this is the look on Cooper until episode seventeen. So everybody strap in. We're strap in. For, in. <laughs> they call it the return for a reason. It's Cooper's return to himself. Absolutely. very. Uh, very uh, uh, it's it's cool. Uh, it's just uh, I'll talk about it later. But I think that this is kind of like a kind of symbolic for uh, uh, trauma. Cooper mm-hmm. goes through a trauma and I, I think a lot of people, when you go through a trauma, you end up kind of dull to the world a little bit, like we see him as Dougie Jones. Yes. But, yes. But until uh, we get to that, uh, he gets sucked through what looks like an electrical outlet, except for his shoes.
1: Yeah, his shoes didn't go through, which was interesting.
0: And then we cut to Mr. C just swerving. Mm, yeah. Uh, he flips his car, and we keep he keeps... Uh, he keeps showing his, the cigarette lighter. Uh, showing Which I that, think
1: he was supposed to... Cooper was supposed to come through that cigarette lighter.
0: Yeah, that might have been 15. Or I think that's how the Lodge wanted Mr. C to come back.
1: Come back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep, he looked really paranoid looking at it. I think, like, yep. electrical outlets are also ways or portals to, like, last-ditch effort or whatever. They can pull you back in, but... Mr. C has a tri- He has a card up his sleeve here, everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see, a flux. <laughs> we all of a sudden get magically whisked the way to Nevada.
1: Well, before we that, meet- before that, you got Mr. C is doing his best not to throw up. Uh, yeah, before we get yeah. there, he is fighting violently not to throw up.
0: Yes, uh, and he sees the red curtains of the lodge, mm-hmm. so he's. He's in a danger zone here, much like Kenny Loggins. Um, but now we yes. meet Dougie Jones, this schmucky, poor son of a bitch. Who, it's, it's Cooper in a wig. It's Cooper <laughs> in a pillow.
1: really weird wig. <laughs> and a really weird wig <laughs> and pillows stuffed in him to make him look fat.
0: <laughs> he's, he's with his, uh, his Lady of the Night, Jade. Jade. <laughs> um, also, he's wearing the Jade Owl Cave ring.
1: Yes, and Jade is a thousand dollar prostitute.
0: <laughs> yep, Jade gives two rides, Paul. Jade, Jade gives two rides. <laughs> yeah, Are you saying he need Jade to give two rides? <laughs> yeah. So what happens here is, uh, uh, his arm has gone dead. We've last time we saw something like this is when uh, last time uh, Bob and all the, when there's fuckery at the lodge. Yep, we saw. In Twin Peaks, people's arms go dead. It happened to Teresa Banks. Uh, she goes and showers, and uh, Dougie's struggling. Dougie's <laughs> having a bad day. Dougie's <laughs> having a terrible day. And uh, what happens is uh, uh, he ends up uh, vomiting, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, looks like creamed corn and cherry pie.
1: Yes, but it is the
0: garg- the
1: to pronounce that for me.
0: Garmon Bosia?
1: The, yes, thank you. And engine oil. And the you black that, Well, Mr. Place.
0: C is the engine oil. His is the engine oil and cream corn. Uh, Dougie has... is Mr. C vomits. Yep. Too. But when Dougie vomits, it's cherry pie. Is Gar- it
1: the cherry pie? See, I thought it was yep. both. Like, I took it as... I'm getting a little bit ahead, but I took it as when... Bob made this doppelganger. He put this inside of him because this was, I figured, the way that they were going to find him, which is why he's struggling to vomit because Doug need, needs to vomit before he does.
0: Well, German is in there. It's just yeah. mixed with the cherry pie. Cherry pie. Okay, got it. Got it. Okay. It's, it's a callback to Innocent Cooper. Got sorts, it. Okay. Where the engine oil is a callback to Bob. Is how I read it. I could be wrong, but it's sure. just like... It looks like it looks like cherry pie with cream corn, because then when uh, Mister C vomits shortly after this, it's jet black engine oil. It is and jet cream black corn. engine oil. Yes. And then blood.
1: And and blood. Yeah. Uh,
0: uh,
1: it's nasty.
0: And so uh, also of a sudden, uh, Doug, he's in the black lodge.
1: Uh, oh, Dougie's Dougie. had
0: quite the day, man.
1: Yeah, Dougie's day is only going to get worse here in a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dougie, Dougie sees Mike, and Mike is just glaring at that son of a bitch.
0: <laughs> yeah, he uh, he tells him he's... Uh, then he lays this... Uh, he starts laying some truth bombs on him, which I don't think Dougie needed. <laughs> I mean, he's not oh. going to understand it. He tells him he's been manufactured for a purpose.
1: <laughs> and and now Dougie's- that he's he been... says, I feel weird. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel weird. And then he shrinks, loses his weight, the ring falls off, and his head turns into a giant black fire. Yep. Where a gold ball pops out of.
1: Yes. And his body kind of deflates into this egg um, black, <laughs> black
0: thing. Black
1: egg. Yeah, which I think is kind of like the... Uh, the which is reminiscent of, like, the homunculus, like, what he made the um, the doppelganger out of.
0: Yeah, it, it also, like, it kind of, like, it splits. And like, it also kind of looks like the face of the baby from Eraserhead. Eraserhead. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and,
1: and then... Mike has to cover his face quick, because I think that was also another purpose of it, was to harm Mike.
0: Yeah, it was like a, like a bomb or something he was trying mm-hmm. to... We see Mr. C covers his tracks, uh, but before we get, uh, yeah, so that happens, and Mike takes the, there's nothing left but a gold ball. A little tiny gold ball. Mm -hmm. And the jade ring, and he puts the jade ring back on the table we saw in Fire Walk With Me where the arm uh, was kind of offering it or showing it to Cooper. And Mm And then Mr. C just passes out with a bunch of fucking vomit all over him. He's having a bad
1: day. (laughs) Mr. C's having a bad day. And I have a theory on this as well. Like uh, we'll talk about that, I think, next episode. Uh, So then Cooper starts coming out of the socket.
0: (laughs) You know, when I thought when I heard Twin Peaks was coming back, and I figured, you know, Cooper had to get out of the lodge at some point. I was not picturing him being shot through an electrical outlet.
1: I, you know, I think if you had taken bets on people, no one would have gotten that one. <laughs> I don't think anyone would have made that guess.
0: Yeah, he's, he's shot out. Uh, and, you know, he looks like the Cooper we know. Uh, he has a hole in his sock, which was kind of upsetting. I don't know why it upset me, but it did. <laughs> I
1: think that was symbolism. Like, I think that was David Lynch throwing something like, something's not
0: right here. <laughs> Jade comes out and she's just like, wow, Dougie what'd you do with your hair? I knew you were wearing a wig, like, why would he wear this? a wig Boy. to the prostitute? <laughs> Dude, he's like wearing a, he's lost like 30 pounds <laughs> he's wearing a jet black FG man suit.
1: G-Man suit, it means nothing to fucking Jade, she's just not registering this.
0: Oh my god and then <laughs> And now he's like we see Cooper's not all there. That's kind of like the gist of what we're getting here is uh, Cooper got out, but since of uh, because of the doppelgangers fuckery with he was he was swapped out with uh, what we'll find out is a tulpa. Yep, Uh, uh, that uh, it fucks up Cooper's return. Uh, It kind of puts him in a state of a state of just like. it's like a shock. Like again, yes. like it's like it's like like a trauma. He's going through like a shock, but he's also much like a toddler. He's just like, we find out he's re- he's retaining all this information. He just he's he's trapped in the body. He yes, can't because
1: he's it. not because Mister C has Cooper's faculties. Yes. Um, it's part of it. So the whole idea was is that when he goes back into himself, he's supposed to be whole. But because the doppelganger was was created this this tulpa or, or another homunculus or doppelganger to throw Cooper into it, Cooper is not all himself. And he's been in the lodge for 25 years. And he needs those other... He needs to get back to his own mind and his own body.
0: And hence, the return. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, uh, it's Cooper's journey. It says... It's David Lynch and Mark Frost's very bizarre hero's journey. <laughs> yes.
1: Very bizarre hero's journey. And, you know, she, Jade is just, you know, she's not noticing anything about him. Like, she doesn't give a fuck about Dougie, <laughs> really. the
0: common thing with this, though. Like, nobody thinks there's anything wrong. Like, it really stands to how fucking weird Dougie was in real life. <laughs> right. See Nobody's fazed by his awkward behavior.
1: <laughs> no. No, like everyone just thinks you. What did she say? she later when she drops him off, I think you had a little stroke. You might
0: want to get help. <laughs> it's like I'm okay. Drop him off at the casino, bitch. <laughs> yeah, she said she's mad. She has to drop him off because Cooper came out. Uh This is Agent Cooper, not Dougie. He doesn't have Dougie's keys, but he does have a key to his room at the Great Northern from twenty five years. Yes, yes, the three
1: fifteen. Yep. And now, yeah, she's pissed off. He doesn't have his wallet. He doesn't have anything. And so, but she don't, Jade's going to give him two rides.
0: Yep. <laughs> gives two rides. Jade
1: gives two rides. And as they're driving away, we see these guys that are, look like they're uh, hired to uh, kill, uh, miss, uh, kill Dougie.
0: Yep, we got some hired goons. I wonder who could have (laughs) Uh, hired
1: these goons. (laughs) Mr.
0: C is, again, he's not taking, uh, you know, he knew Dougie was going to go back. Yep. He knew Cooper was coming out. He didn't know what kind of Cooper was coming out, so he sends his hired goons. But Dougie, uh, I made the reference, you know, later on Cooper, Marty McFly shit out but this is when uh cooper uh, forced gumps his way forced gumps his way through the through the through the series <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, the the, the lodge is basically uh, fucking things around just to keep him alive
1: <laughs> yeah yeah there's a lot of lodge interference going on going on here
0: because uh, but... again uh, bob broke the rules so it's you know they're doing what they can now to right the mm-hmm. ship Yes.
1: Oh, and he owes them a lot.
0: <laughs> he owes them twenty five years worth. So yeah, I mean, little
1: coincidences start happening. You know, they they think that uh, that he's with Jade, which he is, and then he pulls out the key, and there's a bump, and he you know, so he has to bend down, and just happens to uh, miss a sniper. Miss a sniper. so what they do is they put fucking a bomb on ducky's car and go away then we cut to a little boy in the street with his uh with his uh we're assuming his drugged
0: out mom yeah um and this is yeah she's just doing a bunch of pills drinking and screaming 119 119
1: now I think the reference of that, there's a couple things we find out later on that there is some drugs going around that Mr. C um, has been, uh, has been a part of, and it f- kind of fucks with people. It's like, a, it's like a weird cut lodge drug. And um, she's using this drug that we'll find out. So what I think happening is, is that she's trying to call for help, but because people talk backwards in the lodge, it's coming out one one nine one one nine, and no one's understanding it.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. It's uh, it's either the drug to me or her proximity to Lodge going ons. Yeah, Especially with Cooper coming out might have reverberated. Uh, we'll see it in the. I believe it's either in the next episode or uh, we have uh, Mr. C casually, and it took some viewers uh, double take, but they figured you know. He speaks backwards, and it's it's very subtle. It's very subtly done. It's,
1: so it's very it's subtly done. done. It's,
0: it's lodge fuckery going on, and it's kind mm-hmm. of tracking up the time.
1: <laughs> well, and we're going to find out that that, that, that drug, it's, I mean, we don't really get it. It's a minor storyline in this one, but that drug fucks people up really, really yeah. bad. And so I think this is more the drug at this point that she was kind of like a Guinea pig for it, considering the proximity of where she was and where, where Coop, where Mr. C was going to put Dougie essentially. So I think that's, I think he got her like, she was almost like a Guinea pig or like one of the first subjects for it. Yeah. Um, Just a theory.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. I mean the drug trade thing in this season is probably the least of my interest, but it, I just, I don't know. It just didn't do it for me, but... Sure, absolutely. I like your your theory. But then, uh, so we have Mr. C in his car. (laughs) Some cops (laughs) show up. Oh, yes, they do. (laughs) And the smell in his car is so bad. (laughs) (laughs) They can't
1: open the door.
0: (laughs) The the first cop to the scene just can't stop gagging and (laughs) vomiting. <laughs> and we I, we, I think we find out in the next episode he's hospitalized because it was such a bad experience. Yeah, I,
1: I think we find that out. Yeah, I think I think the 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 waft of the of the pain and misery, um, pain and sorrow, made him sick. Yes. Um, god damn it! And they had to call for backup because of
0: the smell. <laughs> <laughs> this car has a bad bo, man.
1: <laughs> oh, oh man. You know, that's what happens when you leave White Castle in there in the hot sun for fucking 25 <laughs> years. <laughs> oh, God. So then we get to the sheriff station. And this is a total fucking shit move by David Lynch. Because now you think you're going to get to regular Twin Peaks. Cooper's out. We're going back to Hawk,
0: Lucy, and Andy. Yep, but everyone's different. <laughs> yeah, everybody's different. Uh, uh, Lynch likes to play it slow and stretch scenes out. Uh, sometimes it works, and sometimes if you feel like the characters are like Dougie are suffering from a stroke,
1: mm-hmm. and that's
0: how I felt here with Lucy and Andy because they just they seem abnormally uh, just not with it. Like Hawk, yes. Hawk is like you know. Kind of on the ball. These two just, they look like, they're acting like they've just been eating paint chips their whole lives. It's...
1: Well, and I think it goes to show, like, you know, they were never the smartest people. And now they're old. And this is, I think, <laughs> Cooper's interpretation of old people that were never smart.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he stretches this out. And it does have some callbacks. Says, uh, they're going over all the evidence from the Laura Palmer case. Uh, looking for something that is missing. <laughs> um, uh, uh, and he's like, there's nothing missing. Which Hawk is like, well. <laughs> it, <laughs> if it's, it's, if he it's not something. here, then how do you know it's missing? <laughs> yes,
1: if it's not here, then how do you know it's missing? And then Lucy freaks out because she sees the chocolate bunnies from the first episode.
0: Yeah. Uh, found a. Uh, it was part of the evidence. Uh, Cooper, even says, "In his uh, little uh, note to Diane, chocolate bunnies."
1: Yep. Diane, I'm holding in my hands a box of chocolate bunnies. Yes.
0: <laughs> the chocolate bunnies make a return.
1: The chocolate bunnies return well, Sans one
0: because Lucy ate some evidence because she thought it would help her gas.
1: <laughs> which, which Andy asks if. If, if Indians use chocolate as a remedy, he doesn't say Native Americans because remember he said it's something to do with your heritage. You're an
0: Indian, right? Right, Hawk? <laughs> yes, Andy. Yes, Andy and Lucy. I yeah. has the patience of a saint.
1: Here. He sure does. And then he's like, it's not about the bunnies.
0: He's like, is it about the bunnies? <laughs> he's
1: like, no, no it's, no. <laughs> no, it's not about the bunnies. No, it's not about the bunnies. Which then we cut to (laughs) Jacoby.
0: Yeah, this is another one of those, like, lynch just fucking with you. Long, drawn-out scene of him just painting gold shovels.
1: Yes. Yes, he's just, he's got a thing set up, and he is painting shovels.
0: Yeah, I mean, it it comes back, at least, like, with this uh, longer-ish scene, it it, it pays off because we know eventually down the road what he's doing. There's an egregious scene, but... Some people like later on. I don't. It's a guy sweeping for five minutes. Yes. I just, I'll just fast forward to it. Cause it just, it doesn't add anything. It's just, it's just fuckery. I don't It, it, it you know,
1: in the first, I love
0: which, but I, I'll call it what I call it. And that's just, that's just fuckery. Well, it's absolute
1: fuckery. But again, I appreciate it in the first walks in the first episode because it made me really uncomfortable. Because I didn't know what was happening and I didn't know what was coming, and then yeah, I agree with you. Now that I know it doesn't really lead to anything, there's no point to sitting there for the five minutes. <laughs> no, no, no.
0: But that enough. first
1: episode, I was on the edge of my seat, going,
0: "Something's gonna fucking happen!" Oh god. No, <laughs> <happens>. <laughs> but if, you know from watching lunch, a lot of times, it, you know, whatever, it it was fuckery. I still, I'm 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 moving on. At least it's not James singing. That comes, later. That, that comes later. That's where I get flustered at the return. Mm. But, uh, hey, Paul, let's go to the Silver Mustang Casino. Sure, let's. <laughs> uh, that's Jade, Jade is just, uh, just dropping Dougie off now. Just like, get the, get the, the fuck guy. out. This guy's not normal. This guy needs know. help. She gives him $5. It tells him to get a call for help, and gets him out of the car. And then she's pissed he didn't close the car door. <laughs> like, there's, there's, you know. And the first time we watch, it's like, what is going on with Cooper? This is not the Cooper we're used to. Cooper's no. confident. He knows what's going on. This is just a babbling fool. And again, it's he doesn't have all his facilities among him because uh, Mister C didn't go back. Yes. So. And-
1: so he just keeps repeating, call for help, because it's the last thing Jade said to him.
0: Yeah, so he ends up like, uh, uh, what's it, uh, the main character in Gets Breakfast of Champions, it's like a Kalolai or whatever, where they just uh, copy whatever's is uh, said to them back, yes. so that all yes. they do is repeat it, and it's just, he's got a severe case of that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, <laughs> so he walks in the casino, and he's like, help, call for help. Yeah trying to hand the security guard is five dollars. <laughs> security guard, like probably thinking it's just a drunk. I mean it's Vegas. Yep. Or whatever.
1: Get him in the get him in the casino, make him spend that five dollars. And the funny thing is he's having the hardest time getting through those revolving doors.
0: Yeah like, like, he keeps like it, it bur it buzzes that it keep bumping his butt so he'll walk forward. Oh god, it's so funny. That's so much. Because he just doesn't know he doesn't know what he's doing he's he's like he's like a newborn, but who mm-hmm. can walk <laughs> yeah, yeah he's absolutely a newborn on this he doesn't
1: have he didn't retain any of his memory because he's out of the lodge and he's in the real world but he wasn't given any of his faculties back
0: yep oh and so the security guard's like, oh wait, you need change <laughs> the change booth <laughs>
1: and lo and behold who's working as a cashier meg fucking foster who i love oh yeah she didn't she's you know she didn't age well but she's also very elderly so you know give or do what you want to do
0: oh there's lots of uh cool cameos in this Mm -hmm. yeah so uh, so cooper's wandering the casino wait Uh,
1: did you catch did you catch her hand
0: no, did she wear? Was she wearing the jade ring?
1: She was wearing the jade ring, and they made a very good point of pointing out that she was. Yeah, watch that. She, um, when she so, hands him his money, and she moves her hand over his, so you see that she has the jade ring. Yep. Now she's in possession of the jade ring. I don't know what what that signifies. She's just cameo, but she is in possession of the ring.
0: One of them, at least. Uh, yes,
1: one of them. He has one in one
0: the people. lodge. Yep. This kind yes. of goes to our theory when we're doing secret history, I think, that there's we think there's more than one of these rings. Absolutely. Uh, just, uh, it's just, yeah. So uh, Cooper's walk, wandering the casinos, cop, copying the mannerisms he's seeing around. He sees a guy uh, put a coin in and then, like, wins and yells, Hello! <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden you see this weird little logic, uh, symbol
1: yep it's the red room it's it's depicting the, the floor and the curtains of the red room
0: yeah with a little the, the fire walk with me flame on top yep it's uh so he keep it guides them to like all the winning machines <laughs> he keeps eating mega jackpot after mega jackpot and every so, time he hits jackpot he's like hello
1: yep. and fucking josh Josh McDermott walks up to him and says, "You broke it. You broke it good."
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, and at that time it was fu- it was cool. He uh, he still had his mullet from Walking Dead. Yes, he did. Yep. <laughs> so that was uh, uh that was a nice. And then we get another cameo from uh, uh one of Lynch's longtime associates, Sabrina Sutherland is the lady yes. who comes up and is like, you have just won $20,000. Yep, yep. She keeps losing them. <laughs> <laughs> because he keeps walking away.
1: He keeps walking away. She went away to get a bigger bucket and tells the security guard to hang out there. He's already gone on another machine. And, then and he, he's, points, he points this one to this old lady who gives him the finger. <laughs> yeah,
0: she doesn't want – it's her machine. Like, anybody's ever been in casinos, there's – there's some people who like are really superstitious, and they'll like they'll commandeer like three machines right by them, even if they're only right like, playing one. Yep. And she like gives him the finger when he's trying to walk toward it, <laughs> but then she sees like every machine he's going to is winning, and then she wins a jackpot. <laughs> yep,
1: then she wins the jackpot, I like pictures of the casino people going, "What the fuck is going on?"
0: <laughs> Which we'll see later. Yeah, if you're wondering if the casino's upset that they're losing all these jackpots in one one 10-minute span, you'd be right. They are going to be pissed. (laughs) They are going to be pissed. (laughs) Um, But hey, Paul?
1: Paul, Yes.
0: Uh Uh-huh. We get Albert back. We
1: get Albert back.
0: And Gordon Cole.
1: Yes, and we meet Tamara Preston from Secret History
0: yes it's uh we go to FBI headquarters uh where they're going over a, a murder investigation I believe a bizarre one
1: <laughs> yeah congressman is accused of m- brutally murdering his wife and he hid in his garden a series of clues that will point to them um uh to the to the you know it's very feels very blue rose yeah. right like here's a series <laughs> of clues you're gonna f-
0: Stock photos of women in bikinis, and then there's like this weird little kid in like a sailor
1: outfit. <laughs> yep. And then there's a machine gun, a jar of lentils, and a pair of pliers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Cooper said, Cole's like, Yep, you all get on that. Except you, Tammy. You stay
0: here. You tell me what you found out in New York. Yeah. He said, well before he's like the real congressman's dilemma here. <laughs> the real congressman's dilemma here. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, so Tammy's she's investigating the box that we saw cut down those two kids in their prime. Uh-huh. Uh <laughs> uh they she uh, she has all the slides from the cameras and she shows them the one with Judy, to which we get <laughs> cold just the hell! What the hell! <laughs> <laughs> and this meeting is interrupted because cordon uh, Coles informed that he has a call from Cooper that he yes. has not spoken to in two and a half decades.
1: Yep, and the three of them run in the Coles office,
0: and <laughs> we. When I watched
1: this for the first six. time, I just want giant... to. Well, say... oh, go ahead. I was gonna say for the when I was watching this for the first time, I was like, "Yes!" And
0: then they say where they're going, and I'm like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we go into Cole's office where he has a giant uh, photo of the first explosion at White Sands,
1: mm-hmm. the Trinity mm-hmm. test. Yeah, that's is a, a,
0: a callback again. If you read Secret History going in, you're like, "Oh, that's a that's a clue. That's a red herring."
1: Yep. Yep, and that's gonna—that's also foreshadowing. Foreshadowing,
0: <laughs> yes. Foreshadowing later. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out how we're gonna review that one. <laughs> I'm so excited to review that one, dude. I I, but uh, Albert, we're heading to the Black Hills of South Dakota.
1: <laughs> I'm like, son of a
0: bitch! No, no, no! Go to Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does the bait and switch. Uh, we we were kind of open. Cooper was discovered at the casino. Uh, No, uh, it's South Dakota, and we, I mean, it doesn't take much to figure out. The cops had gotten uh, Mr. C while he was in South Dakota. (laughs) And Albert
1: Albert says, one of the greatest lines, because it's Albert, the absurd mystery of the strange forces of existence.
0: Which is a, uh, it's a subtitle from Ronnie Rocket.
1: Yes, yes it It is. is. (laughs) yes it is it is a subtitle from ronnie rocket and then he says he wants a truck full of volume
0: (laughs) 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 oh god oh i'm albert should have had his own show damn it
1: he should have had had his own show oh my god yes
0: the twin Peaks spin-off should have in the 90s should have been albert (laughs) (laughs) so good
1: God. it would have been so fucking good. Yeah, I I would I would dude, yes, I would there's there's I I will somehow find that dimension for the elders. <laughs> yeah, well
0: Spin we off. just build it into existence. So it's yes, out there.
1: It's out there.
0: And then uh, yeah, so Ronnie Rocket also is Lynch is going to make me his follow up to Eraserhead. It's a it's an unfilmable movie for the most part.
1: Yeah, um, uh, just it's, a little.
0: It, been in development hell since he came up with the idea Uh, i don't think he'll ever get to no he's alluding to it again this feels like a his his swan song so he's put everything in there so like and yeah
1: and if you're interested in it you can find the screenplay out there
0: and uh if you read room to dream he also they go into detail about ronnie rocket uh some of the plot uh it's very strange uh, it's a very is much in the vein of a racer head uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but uh, we're not here to review Ronnie Rocket we're here No to... we're not we
1: might we might someday but <laughs> oh god <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe instead of doing episode 8 we should just do Ronnie Rocket <laughs> read the screenplay and try to explain to people try what to it is explain that. instead of trying to explain episode 8 no no we won't oh, do god. that and then we know it's coming to the end because we're back at the roadhouse and they got
0: the cactus blossoms to come in. Oh god! It, this was another like uh, much like Chromatics. I had not heard of cactus blossoms. Yeah, neither had I. And then uh, this really turned me onto them. I really like them. They're really kind of like that '60s kind of like. Oh, what would be a good? It's like just There's a marks.
1: Yeah, it's Americana. It's a lot of tremolo. It actually, it, it somewhat reminds me of um, some of the notes they were hitting and some of the style they're playing. Uh, Chris Isaac, which I don't think was lost on David Lynch.
0: No, no, it's. Uh, yeah, it's a it's very like '60s like you know, singer songwriter duo type thing, harmonizing. Mm-hmm. It's really good stuff. Uh, and then, uh, this, uh, episode was dedicated to the memory of Donis Davis and Miguel Ferrier.
1: And Miguel Ferrier, who, yeah.
0: Ugh. He died right before, I think, this air this, uh, this, the return came.
1: It, he died right before the return was aired, yep. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot to kind of, I mean, you know, we went over these things, but, um, you know, uh, it's interesting. What what was your take on Garland's head floating and saying "Blue Rose"? Besides it just being a, a blatant eraser head reference.
0: Well, it, you know, it, uh, I mean, we you're forcing my hand here because uh, nope, <laughs> we didn't want I, to talk about the no, the let's buckhorn not, incident. Okay, then let's not but, talk about the Buckhorn incident then. Well, it says decapitated head, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, it's, it's, captain, it's... He's still in the lodge, like Mr. C was able to kill his physical body, but not his essence.
1: Yes, which again, which you know, we're, we're again, I think Cooper ending up there, St. Garland ending up there. This is where people go and they get lost in those lodges. They just end up in non-existence and are part of the, um, the, the collective unconsciousness, I think. Or
0: are these hideaways, kind of like what we assume with, uh, well, I mean, no, we'll, you, you watch, you watch, but like whatever, like Carrie Page later on, I think there's pockets where they can hide. Yes.
1: Yes. It's and out
0: that's outside the realm of the lodges.
1: Maybe, but I mean, do you think that, but uh, when I look at it, do you think that, NATO's uh,
0: hiding in there for a reason.
1: NATO is hiding. Now, NATO is hiding. I completely agree. And we, we kind of know why NATO is hiding. Yeah. Um, but uh or at least we'll find out, you know, down the road why Na- why hiding so hiding. That's, but that's
0: why geez. I think it's areas where they can they can hide or be outside the realm or the influences of the white and the black lodge. And for to an extent, I mean, this is how they shepherd Cooper out. Uh, he, they have to get him out this this way because he can't go out the traditional way. Because sure, the traditional way it's upended because of mr c's fuckery
1: it is upended because of mr mr c's fuckery. so then my question to you then is what do you like? Th- do you think that like uh um jeffries and uh desmond uh chet desmond were also shepherded to this area or do you think it was something separate
0: i think they uh we find out that these portals lead to different areas of this, whatever this world is. Mm-hmm. I think the world's bigger than just white lodge, black lodge. Absolutely. So I think, you know, they probably passed. I think this is, we don't know where the six goes. So I don't know where, uh, uh Chet went because that was Jasmine. the portal. I believe he went through. Yes. And I, this one, it could be the, uh, the Jeffries one. Uh, yeah, I don't, I just think these are just, it's, this This episode ex- explores the idea that there's more to the the dualism of the white and black lodges. There's a whole world of this out there that, we'll yes. get like the woodsmen have their area of it, and to enter them you have to be in specific parts of the world.
1: And I think you nailed on something um, that I believed as well as... <laughs> So for a long time, we, we know Lynch's love of duality, but I think as Lynch has gotten older, he's seeing that while there's duality, there's always this sublayer, and I think this is something he's you know he's on the trans uh, uh, trans uh, what is it uh, transcendental
0: med- meditation.
1: Thank you. And so there's these nuances and these these flows and these ebbs between the two, and it's not always just black and white there's this whole underground almost like a um, ant hill or ant uh an ant farm uh, underneath it and um i think this is what he's kind of showing here is that yeah you've been looking at the black lodge and the white lodge but you haven't been looking in between the black lodge and the white lodge and that's yeah. where i'm taking you
0: yeah and we that's almost on the nose because that's what happens Cooper falls through the cracks in the Black Lodge to get here.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And again, this is just I don't think it's a, I, I kind of feel like it's Lynch hitting you over the head saying, fuckers, <laughs> pay
0: yeah. attention. <laughs> yeah, there's more there's more to the, the worlds than we we can assume. Like so he's they're ex- not only they expanding the real world of Twin Peaks and where these characters are, they're doing it also on like whatever, the meta world or the cert. Sur- you know, mm-hmm. the, the worlds in which the lodges exist and expanding it. And again, Cooper gets here because he literally fell through that crack in the, the chevrons.
1: Yep. And it's also matching that duality because now everything isn't set in Twin Peaks anymore. You got Buckhorn, you got Philadelphia, you got Las Vegas. It's there's on both sides now, you're starting to see that there is more to this. He's pulling back the the, the, the microscope. And kind of giving us instead of this micro view, this this, this you know this more of a overall view um, of what this means and what this um, lore is.
0: Yeah, and um, it's it's really uh, it's really surreal. It's really awesome that they expanded this world because I, mm-hmm. I think if, for these two, for Frost and Lynch to return to Twin Peaks, I think this was. This is the sort of thing that was the only way it was going to happen. <laughs> the, yeah. Like, the, the soap opera stuff that we are, we're used to is just not, they don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> like, yes. They didn't even give a shit in the second season about it.
1: No, and it should be noted that this whole 18 episodes were written exclusively by Frost and Lynch and directed by Lynch. So, yeah. and I feel like, you know, I, I think without, honestly, without Frost's influence in it, I think you would have gotten something even more abstract out of Lynch. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. And uh, again, it is, I think is them also batting ideas off each other. I don't think, <clears throat> the return would have been really different if it was just Lynch and somebody else like you did with Fire Walk with me, I think. Lynch and Frost, like when they're together, we really get something special. And mm-hmm. we did, with especially with the return here. Uh, they, they, I'm sure their egos or whatever. Like, uh, we'll probably never see them work together again. But.
1: No, I don't think you would. Um, but I, I, but again, I think they even knew they had this magic and this needed to be done.
0: Yeah, because they did this. Like, they wrote. Took them four years to write this. Yeah. And at one point, none of it was ever going to take place in Twin Peaks.
1: Right. <laughs> One yep.
0: draft of this, it's like nothing was in Twin Peaks.
1: Yeah. And I think that I could be wrong, but I think that's more Frost's influence of getting it back to Twin Peaks. Um, Cause I think, I think Cooper could have felt like, fuck it. I, that was all Twin Peaks was one thing I'm, I'm trying to tell a story uh, beyond Twin Peaks. And um, I, I think he would have done that, done it
0: that way. Yeah. I think they're both wanting to get beyond Twin Peaks. Honestly. Uh,
1: Sure. I think it's
0: just so limiting. Uh I mean I guess I don't know who wrote what. Uh this,
1: yeah, we don't we won't we, know.
0: We won't know, but uh I'm glad that they spent four years and gave wrote though. I do imagine seeing this script.
1: Could you imagine <laughs> writing this script, Joe? Could you imagine <laughs> to have write
0: the this? balls to go to like networks and be like, we want this made? <laughs> yeah,
1: that's insanity, dude.
0: Where, where's the damn silly. fine coffee? We don't want that anymore. No,
1: I, I'll give you thrown up cherry pie. How do you like that, you prick?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <up> cream corn.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Um, it do we is... get Cooper? No. <laughs> I'll give you. I'll give you Cooper. I'll give you Cooper. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you a Cooper. <laughs> I'll give you a Cooper. Oh my god. So funny. I
0: think that Showtime game, like, let them do it, man. Uh, uh, yeah.
1: Well, it almost didn't happen too because Lynch wanted a lot more money.
0: Yeah, well, it went from a nine. This was really going to be nine episodes. Yes. And uh, the script was so massive, and the ideas they had were so massive that they needed to increase the the episode run. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, when that happened, like, the budget increased and, like, the, the, the guy who was in charge of Showtime was overseas. He didn't know any of this was happening until he started reading in the press. Apparently, one of the underlings were like, well, we can't approve a larger budget. Uh, we didn't know. Everybody thought it was like, oh, Lynch wants more money. No, he wanted it because they're going to make, instead of nine episodes, it's going to be 18.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, I be- and I believe the Showtime guy said, if you want to make fucking 20 you want make 29 of these episodes? Go for it.
0: Yeah. But, like, he didn't know what was going on. And then, of course, once it leaks in the media, because Lynch went on Twitter and said, I'm not doing it. Yep. And everyone walks. Everyone out walked. Everybody walks. Uh, and then people, were, it, it took like months. But mm-hmm. I, you have to remember, this is like Lynch walked away and everybody walks away. Uh, they have to renegotiate everything because the episode runs are going up. So that means, you know, you have to reevaluate the costs and the, the production crew and all that. I mean, this, this isn't like turnaround overnight. Mm-hmm. You're taking a project and expanding it like that. Uh, you, you have contracts to sign and all that. So it, it took a while. Yep. And I kind of understand Showtime's stance on this. It. Like, well, we don't want to say it's all good and done and then be like, well, kyle mclaughlin's not available for half of this or exactly you know so and so is not available for this uh, we can't you know the lighting crew is not available <laughs>
1: right so much Little going did we on we know kyle mclaughlin was gonna play four fucking characters in this thing
0: <laughs> no shit <laughs> <laughs> he gets four roles and michael anderson got zero <laughs> Zero and the guy that did the voice work for
1: him is uncredited.
0: <laughs> oh, I have a feeling it's probably Lynch.
1: <laughs> I have a feeling too. Um,
0: no, I, I, you know, and I think that's
1: crazy. I mean, this really also speaks to to me. Kyle McLaughlin is so underrated as an actor.
0: Yeah, uh, he is. Uh, it's unfortunate because he just made some bad choices after Twin <laughs> Peaks that just kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he had the looks, he
1: had the ability, he had the star power to be a leading to be an A-list leading actor. And then he did The Flintstones. And then he did The Flintstones and Show and Showgirls, which I don't blame him for Showgirls. What everyone was sold on Showgirls uh, was not what they got on screen.
0: Yeah. And, and everyone... plus it, it's a, it's it's got it's, it's got its cult status. It's much more respected now. It is. It's, uh, it is. I haven't watched it. Probably since it came out, when I was probably at an age, I was way too young to watch it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, you and me both. We both my with it. parents who didn't care what the hell they rented. <laughs> yep,
1: yep. Agreed, agreed. My parents were one of those. They didn't, they didn't really pay attention to what I was renting. <laughs>
0: but, uh, you know, it's, it, you know, Showgirls is directed by Paul Wurllman. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the guy told Recall, uh, fucking. All sorts uh, of it. RoboCop.
1: Oh, uh, RoboCop. Yeah, I was gonna say RoboCop. Yeah, but then after after that, after Showgirls, his career dropped too. um yeah. It was really really un- unfortunate. So yeah, I mean, seeing him even even the short time where he plays Dougie, he's a you believe he's a completely different character.
0: Yeah. Well, Doug, you he just you. looks like a used car salesman. Mm-hmm.
1: But I mean, the juxtaposition between Dougie Jones and Mister C. Oh, yeah. is yeah. Uh, you know that's demanding of an actor
0: yeah uh he, and it's gr- it's amazing he was able to pull it off it's, it sh- it does show he has the chops to do it uh yeah and uh, it shows that uh, a bubblegum tree can be just as effective as Michael J <laughs> 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 which really tells you about his acting ability yeah
1: absolutely you know what i thought was interesting though with this one and just you know as we're getting to the end of this episode was i I was taken back by um you know the the, first of all the nudity in part one and then jade being full nude in 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 part three I, i that kind of threw me off because it you know that totally i mean i get twin peaks the original was in was in um, uh, a network, but I feel like Lynch did it because he just could do it. You know what I mean?
0: Why, Why not?
1: He's like, We're on Showtime, show some tits, <laughs> <laughs> show us your bush,
0: <laughs> show us your bush, get some boobies in there, <laughs> get a close up. I'm sure he sure took advantage of it. I mean, Lynch is no stranger to uh, adult material like
1: that. No. Oh, no,
0: he's not, sir.
1: And have you uh, seen Paul and Drive? <laughs> exactly. I, <laughs> you know, and I, I was also thought about this where, where you know, Kyle MacLachlan's playing four characters. Um, it, it says a lot that he was up, up to the snuff to do it because I do think that was part of his original intention with Lost Highway, showing that duality. But I don't think the actor is involved. That's why it switched between uh, Bill Pullman and uh, Balthazar Getty. Because he needed that juxtaposition, I don't think either one of them could do both.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: I mean, I I could be wrong. That's just a theory of mine.
0: I agree. I it just pulled off more successfully here when you have the same actor because it kind of makes the point a little more. (laughs) A little
1: more. I mean, again, you look at the horrible things, and we're going to look at the horrible things that Mister C fucking does. And then you go back to Dougie with a tie around his head. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, And I'm excited to talk about Mr. C's uh, arm wrestling over the top moment. I'm... Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> when I turn my hat backwards, I'm more like a machine. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted him to recite that line. Oh, oh,
1: my God. That would have been brilliant. And yeah, then that's, uh, you know, and fucker Ray already involved in that big time too so I'm looking forward to seeing that
0: uh, but yeah but we'll get some of that uh, next next week's episode's gonna be an interesting one uh, we get kind of a reunite re, reunion with uh Cole and what they assume is Cooper <laughs> yep and Albert and someone we haven't seen
1: before yes. So that will be really interesting, um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about that little part that you're that you mentioned. Yeah, uh, I didn't catch
0: it the first time either.
1: I, I, I I'll be I'll be blunt. I didn't either. But the way, I, but I know the way it was said it didn't register with me, and I was like, wait, what? But I was like, okay, whatever. It was just me not getting it.
0: Yeah, I thought um, maybe it was just. I yeah, I just maybe I thought it was maybe a mistake or whatever. I don't know. I was just yep. Yeah, I was so involved with everything going on that Yeah. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Paul, yes. what do you have yes, coming sir. up for Cast That Movie?
1: Um, so as this episode's going up today, uh the Cast That movie will be the King of Kong uh Dream Project, uh with the um John Carter. Um Uh, recasting the 2012 Disney bomb Uh, that was John Carter. What do you guys have going on with the Joe down?
0: Well, we're in sports month Uh, this week. uh, I haven't posted yet. It'll be posted this week. We did uh, Mr. Baseball, Tom Selleck.
1: Oh God, you didn't.
0: That's such a
1: shit movie.
0: Oh, It's the most forgettable baseball movie I've ever seen. It's Uh, Um, it's... (laughs) it's up there with Major League 3. It's worse than that. In, at least <laughs> in terms of like being memorable, it just, It's just just—it's so vanilla. <laughs> just blah. But then after that, we got Bull Durham. Uh, mm,
1: oh, one, okay. I, one I of Kim
0: Costner's five hundred baseball movies.
1: I actually like Bull Durham, so I'm interested to see what your take on that is. But uh, I think I only like that because of Susan Sarandon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh hot take i do not like season sarandon oh really yeah i don't know i just something about her i've just never uh, just never registered with me oh don't i know love why. Her. don't know why just it's just one of those things yeah I get know, the appeal i just it's just for me it's like it just doesn't do anything for me but uh, you know, i'm absolutely. a weirdo man i watch yeah. mr baseball you know What do i
1: <laughs> well, well, you know, I mean, I, 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 mean, the appeal. Yeah, I understand you get the appeal. I mean, the appeal was enough for Christopher Guest, so you know, what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I like, I, I like Susan Sarandon. That's me. Um, but uh, yeah, I, it wasn't a bad movie. Um, um I, I am interested to see what your take on it's going to be because I feel like it's, um, um I feel like it's in your warehouse.
0: Yeah, well, I I remember I saw it when I was real little. Uh, I just you know uh, sports movies are just not. I'll watch I'll watch the hell out of sports documentaries, even though I don't like watching sports. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just weirdo like that, like those thirty for thirties. Like I can just plop down and watch the hell out of those uh, sports movies. I'm just like, uh, all right, <laughs> it's a it's a struggle. It, yeah,
1: yeah, I get it. Um, I get it totally. It, it is. It is. It is difficult. Um,
0: but we also have another podcast this
1: week. Yes, um, we do. And we got the office eats and
0: bobbleheads.
1: Talking office.
0: Talking office. What's uh, what's the episode coming out this week? I. I think it's episode four. Uh the episode... alliance. Oh, the alliance. <laughs> the alliance. The alliance. Oh my god. I love, I love getting your reactions on that. It's
1: (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, again, if you guys don't know, so what it is, is, um, we are going through with, um, uh, Joe or Scott from cast that movie, um, along with Joe and myself, um, it Joe is, I mean, Scott is a super, super fan of the office and has watched it numerous times. Joe is a fairly good fan of it. He really enjoys it. Um, and I have never fucking seen it, um, a full episode of it. Um, so what it is, is it's me watching it for the first time. And these two are going, are going to be talking more about it and kind of things like that. And they're getting my reaction 10 years later, essentially, of what I think about the episodes.
0: Yeah. And so far, uh, you seem to be enjoying it. The the pilot was a rough one. (laughs) The pilot was, well...
1: And again, you know, if you haven't listened to it yet, I'll tell you right now the reason why is because it was just it was such a blatant ripoff of uh, the U.K. one that it, you know, unlike Shameless, which took a lot from the U.K. version uh, over here, um, it worked. Um, it, I think it's because it was on, you know, a premium channel. I don't think you could do uh the office appropriately uh on network <laughs> the uk <laughs> the one on the network.
0: version yeah
1: yeah no and um so no but after that i started i'm I've, I've really beginning to like it and from you guys have told me this is not the strongest season of the show either so i'm really looking forward to getting into some of the more um well uh, respected seasons
0: well we did diversity day which hands down is one of the just oh one of the funniest
1: things. <laughs> <laughs> that episode still makes me laugh about a lot of things.
0: <laughs> when Chris Rock can do a routine, and everybody says he's great and brave but I do it, and everybody says I can't, and I get HR. Is it because oh, I'm white? Yeah, Michael.
1: Yeah, Michael, it's because, you're, because white. you're white. Oh, my God. And then he starts screaming at what's her name when she comes in after – Having to go out for a meeting.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, oh, oh my God! Oh, yeah, well, he's trying to stir the melting pot, and she rightfully slaps him in the face. <laughs> oh my God! And then, and then have him say the pulse of. Well, now she knows how it feels to be a minority. Oh my oh,
0: God! Poor Kelly Kapoor.
1: Oh, <laughs> Kelly in
0: at the wrong
1: moment. <laughs> oh. So, so, so difficult. Yeah. So, yeah, you guys should, should be listening. To, oh, I have news for you as well.
0: News? Um,
1: yeah. So, we have been on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. Um, over the next couple of days, we are going to be added to Google Podcasts as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, nice. So, yeah, we're going to be. Yep. So, this will be. the This podcast will be on uh, Google Podcasts and Cast That Movie will be on Google Podcasts. So, I I have to work with Scott because Scott handles um, the Beats, uh, Bears, Beats, and Bobbleheads. So, I'm going to try and get him to get that on um, uh, Google as well.
0: Awesome. Yeah.
1: So, other than that, what else? You got anything else going on, bud?
0: Nope. That's it. Uh, Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, this is it. Uh, I guess unless you have anything else to add. I don't at this time no well then paul just remember jade gives two rides